2: Welcome back in, or welcome in, I guess is the right way of saying that. No, I'm Rob Black, in all things financial. Man, do we have a show for you today. Lots of content. Mortgage rates hit new record low as COVID news grows uglier. And mortgage is the most expensive financial product you're probably going to tie yourself to as a liability in your lifetime, and yet you think your house is an asset, but you have to cover it with a big old liability. So mortgage rates falling helps that asset class. As well as helps you to get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about healthcare and Biden. If you think I'm being political there, I'm not. I'm just saying, hey, let's get ready for the elections. And what should our portfolio look like going into them and coming out of them? The real estate market has been severely impacted um, by coronavirus. We'll talk about that. The current market is demonstrating a high demand from buyers with a shortage of homes. Uh, you're supposed to stay home and shelter in place. But in this case, we're like, I got to get out. The amount of millennials moving back home, which is tragic, is on the rise considering they just all started moving out after the 2008 Great Recession. So we're going to be talking about that. Um other big stories of no organ talk about gold for sure, and TikTok. Let's talk about TikTok for sure. Gold bust through two thousand. Congratulations, gold! But TikTok and Microsoft and TikTok or Apple. From my sources that I've been talking to in the business world, there is no chance my Apple Apple wants to buy TikTok because Apple has a good relationship with China. And whatever happens here, it's going to be seen as a negative with China. Entering the social media space would be a bold move for Apple. It continues to evolve its services portfolio. And there are social media platforms they've tried before and failed massively. TikTok would be a great move. But then again, Facebook's Instagram just, oddly enough, started making an Instagram feature exactly like TikTok starting yesterday. So does Apple need to do it or do they need to get... It doesn't matter. They're not going to do it because they're not going to upset Apple. Uh, China has – our Apple's – you know what I'm trying to say. China's not going to upset Apple. So China has already threatened to put Apple on the quote-unquote unreliable entity list, which I think I'm on with every woman in the state of California, the unreliable entity list. Um, but Apple's got big money too and eh, Well, you see where that's going. That's still a hot and sticky topic. Rin and Stimpy is going to get a reboot. I'm surprised more cartoons aren't being rebooted right here, right now during COVID. Comedy Central announced on Wednesday that it's reimagining the 1990s cult animated series. I I found that show to be very innovative. I probably only watched two or three episodes, but I remember giggling out loud. Um, I bring that up in large part because content is king. If you take a look at CBS, who owns Comedy Central, uh, they still need to kind of roll out their streaming platform and make kind of a big fuss about it they've got kind of star trek exclusive on their (coughs) streaming platform but they're 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 not feeling it yet so to start announcing shows like ren and Stimpy getting a reboot tells me they're coming thing that i've been talking about recently about covid you know again we're bouncing around pre-covid during covid post covid is during COVID my grocery bills have skyrocketed my restaurant bills have gone down but I feel I'm almost spending as much on the price of meat at home as I am at a restaurant and oddly enough that's true everything in grocery stores are are spiking in price so that's called inflation that's the number one reason I do this show it's the number one boogeyman it's the guy in the back of uh, my mind who's hunting me it's, it's the uh, Freddy Krueger it's a, a bad Bad inflation, bad man. You know, in the, in the oh. horror movie, like, oh, yeah, we've kicked inflation's butt. <laughs> You're just beginning to see inflation and rah. So poultry prices, chicken, bark, bark. meat prices, moo, are up 11%. Spiking as high as 20%. Pork prices are up about 8.5%. People are paying more for eggs and milk. Egg prices up 10%, cereal up 4%, vegetables up 5%. So, major meat processors had to close their doors. So, in theory, when COVID subsides or when workers stop falling ill, eh, some factories will open back up. But it does show you in a weird, kind of strange way that, yes, when we got that $600 boost to regular jobless benefits, if you're paying more for everything you consume at grocery stores, and it's almost equaling the same tab as it did at restaurants, that if your wages aren't going up, or if your savings aren't going up, or if your earnings website got already got wages and savings, well, I don't want to say your investments because you shouldn't be using your investments to pay for your food yet, but it just shows you. um, It's a growing problem. Food insecurity is a growing problem in the United States, and that's the craziest thing I've probably said in five years on radio is that we have a problem with food costs. And it's inflation, because we have a problem with inflation. That's one reason why gold is doing so darn well. Susie Orman's getting back in the news. I guess, I don't know why, but um, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) I'll move on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, Man, I'm tearing through the news fast, aren't I? Basis for a negative leaning this morning is tied towards the stimulus bill maybe being delayed maybe getting done this week i'm gonna give a little speech later today to some clients at new focus and one of the things i'm gonna be talking about is stimulus bills and politics probably the number one question people have about politics in the stock market is what's going to happen in the fall and it's it's in people's minds even though you've been through jimmy carter who was a peanut farmer from georgia Ronald Reagan, who was a TV uh, star from California who starred with a monkey on a TV show, even though we have went through George Bush senior. He's probably the most presidential of like the last 40 years. I don't know if that's fair to say, and I don't know if I'm picking on people, but uh, what I'm saying there was he came from the CIA and he had like a long, boring career in D.C. before he became president. Um, then you you know you jump to Clinton, he was considered the 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 bubba governor from Arkansas who was good with the people, but not very politically correct um, although i i 'm not saying anything about his career or anyone 's career. get to obama um, very young, unseasoned politician, then you get to Trump, so it 's funny to look back and say we've been through a lot of drama. oh Obama's too young to be president he 's too uh, his skin 's not the right color to be president. Then you get into Trump. He's never held a political office. And the market continues to go higher and higher and higher. And that's what I'm trying to say is I'm not making a commentary about politics. I'm making a commentary that Wall Street figures it out. Until it doesn't is everyone's fear. And we'll talk about that on the show. So the treasury market is a different story right now than the stock market. The stock market's not really wavering in the persist- in the persistent pressure from um, there's a lot of unemployment. Shouldn't it stocks be lower? It's not really wavering into, we may not have a Super Bowl with people in the seats this year. We're starting to get to that kind of time period. Um, but the bond markets telling us danger, danger, danger as it continues to flash danger. Um, uh, I heard a great quote from someone a couple weeks ago where he goes, bonds are dead. They had a great 40 to 60 year run, but bonds are dead. And it's tough for me to terribly argue against that unless you're looking for rates that are lower than inflation. And you know what I think about inflation? Gotta fight it. Gold at 2079 today. Bust now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.
0: making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking
2: all things financial money, investing and more. I've always been more attracted to learning what's happening in S&P 500 companies than I am not Kim Kardashian. So let's talk about S&P 500 companies, shall we? Uh, Since the financial crisis about a decade ago, there's been no earnings season that has been more unusual than this one. So it's it's almost been easy. And this is probably one of the most unusual earnings periods in my life, probably ever, going forward and backwards. Um, after 9-11, we were very curious what was going to happen with the economy. And the first round of earnings, the second round of earnings, was it was like – uh, this is kind of new to go into this, kind of like with such an imbalance in America's economy. But two-thirds of S&P 500 companies have reported earnings so far for the second quarter. Now, again, that's just uh, January, February, March is the first quarter. April, May, June is the second. That's when we started unlocking our economy. We started seeing rates of COVID go from down to back up. <clears throat> so the bad news right now is the average earnings per share is down 36%. Now, in the end, I'll say things like on Wall Street, all that matters in the end is earnings. You can take away inflation. You can take away interest rates. You can take away product. You can take away CEOs having scandals. You can take away uh, social media bans. And it's all about earnings. In theory, I should be able to look at a company like a Facebook or a company like a Pfizer and say, well, yeah, I'd invest in that company just on their numbers. Should they, nothing else should come into it. So earnings down 36% is not good. It's the largest year-over-year decline since uh, 2008. Which, again, you go, oh, I thought this was going to be more of an unusual earnings surprise. Right? The good news is things aren't as bad as people would expect. We expected about a 44% down move. 83% of s and uh, SP 500 companies beat earnings per share. Now that's an all time high, but again, that's one of the most bogus statistics on Wall Street. It's almost like me saying, "Hey, honey, I'm going to go earn two hundred thousand dollars a year, and then like in June, I'm like, eh, it's going to be about one hundred seventy five, and then in uh, r- November, right before the year ends, I'm like, no, let's lower that down to about one twenty, and then I come in and I make one twenty five, woo hoo." It's, it's It didn't really work out the way I wanted to. So it's the lowered expectations, which are not really keeping up with reality. So, yeah, we're beating earnings expectations, record time ever. But eh, all you have to do is your CEO is under-promise and over-deliver. It's called UPod. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it is out there. I know it. You should know it. Dr. Fauci is speaking to reporters right now as experts identify new areas of COVID concern across the United States. Are you with me against me? That's getting a little bit old. So what else is out there as far as big stories of the day? Um, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have put politics out of bounds during their vacation. You know, one of the conspiracy theories, which doesn't really sound crazy to me. I'm not a big conspiracy th- fan, but the conspiracy theory is that Trump is supporting Kanye to get on the ballots of Republican states or states that could swing states. is the right way of saying that, right? Uh, so Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are – are they fishing? Are they doing – what are they doing at this point in time? But they say they're going to be working on themselves and not working on um, politics. And I say that's an interesting conspiracy theory because <clears> – <throat> Some people would say <clears throat> Bill Clinton won an election in large part because Ross Pro split the Republicans. I, go, eh, I, don't know about that, yeah, I don't know enough about politics, being honest with you. I can tell you that, again, America works their way through politics. Uh, did you see that interview with Axios and Donald Trump? That is a political nightmare because mail-in voting is starting right about now, next week. And the images that we have right now are not positive for reelection. But again, I'm not a politician. I can tell you this though: the political season's coming up. Hardcore debate should be starting immediately, but they're not. The uh, convention should be going on in August. Where you get roaring speeches and you get like USA, USA, you get chants and they're not going to be that dramatic. So where are the fireworks going to come from? How about Kraft macaroni and cheese? Kraft wants you to wake up and smell the mac and cheese. I know you're saying, are you kidding me? Is this a story about diabetes? Well, it has an undertone of diabetes, does it not? More Americans are eating at home during the pandemic and Kraft Heinz has announced that if they're going to rebrand Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Dinner, they're going to change it. And they're going to add the word breakfast to it to as well. Because apparently Americans during the pandemic like to eat out of boxes. And what's better than out of box than than processed noodles with processed cheese? You know, Kraft probably kills more Americans than Philip Morris per year with a Kraft Macaroni. But no one seems to notice that. I know you're saying, that's a bold statement. You may want to walk that one back. Okay, I'll walk that one back but with diabetes and heart disease in the United States. We probably don't need that as a staple in our breakfast foods. (laughs) Um, But it's interesting because Kraft macaroni and cheese, why are they doing that? Because people aren't going to work. We already know that Starbucks and McDonald's are saying, "Um, whatever we can do to get you in here for breakfast, we'd like to because we know you're you're not commuting right now. You're told to stay at home. So why not for Kraft Macaroni and Cheese to come out and say, uh, sure, we could call this breakfast food. Put it on the label. Maybe people will be walking down their aisles and go, hmm, what sounds better than Kraft Macaroni and Cheese with bacon on it? Or eggs. <coughs> I might vomit. Um, that's really – that's uncomfortable. But um, yeah, so I think that's innovative as heck. And I give I give props to Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Public Traded Comedy, KHC. The downside on this is it goes back to millennials. Uh, millennials don't care. They'll buy Annie's mac and cheese. They'll buy Safeway mac and cheese. They'll buy fresh mac and cheese from the deli counter. They don't necessarily are loyal to that, that box. But the box is giving a little bit of play right now because people are stocking up on food. You know? Anyway, again, I digress. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Oh, I haven't even talked about the markets yet, have I? Um, gold's hit ripping to a new high. 2079. Congratulations. Silver is what the one that people are speculating can go to 50 and double from here because if gold's taken out its old high, people are going to go, well, I don't want to buy that one. They're kind of old and taken out highs. Let's, let's see the old, the, let's see the old high for 50, 50 is the old high on silver. Silver has got some play. If you're speculating that things are going to get worse. Or if that's a fact to you then that's a fact to you. 39% of younger millennials say the COVID recession has forced them to move back home. Oh no. I don't think that's the worst thing ever. It's better than not paying your rent. Trump says he's in favor of a plan to give 25 billion more to the struggling airline industry. There's going to be a lot of infrastructure spending coming up in in the stimulus as well as in the plans for uh you know 2021. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
0: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Quick investment lesson. I was just speaking with my young producer and he's kind of using me as a business teacher and I'm kind of using him as a uh, demographic resource. He's on the millennial side. I'm on the investment experience side. So he was talking about, I was saying, Oh, before I went to break, I said, Trump is offering 25 billion more to the struggling airline industry. Um, and I'm not trying to be right because I want you to be whatever investor you want to be. And I want you to learn whatever you are. I've got enough money to live till the day I retire. I did it from investing. I feel comfortable passing that on to you. Um, I don't think there's one way to do it. I think there's hundreds of ways of doing it. So, we're talking about this $25 billion and he's like, yeah, look at United today. They're up uh, Trey Grande. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'd do that because you know I talked to an old man at a sandwich shop, and the old man says, I can't wait to get on a cruise and travel again. A lot of times when you get on cruises, you have to fly to the uh, port of destination or something like that. But travel will come back. Americans have it in our heart that we don't care about dying. We look death in the face and laugh at it. We go to Phoenix and get on a boat and get on a plane and go to a restaurant and don't wash our hands, and we're just dirty, filthy animals. And we're like, ah, COVID, death to you. You're not going to get me. Um, but so the $25 billion, it just it just it, it, – and I think the next 100 days you're going to see Biden and Trump say, we got to help the airlines. We've got to help the airlines. we got to get labor back to work. Ah, there's the rub. Unions. If you appeal to unions, you appeal to a union boss, he goes, who's going to give us more money? Who's going to give us more opportunity? And the union boss then says – I'm going to write an email to all of our union members, and they're going to vote for you. I know you're saying you're cynical, Rob. Oh, yes, I am. So I would not invest in an auto company that has debt, and I would not invest in an airline company that has debt because there's companies that don't have debt. Now, I just brought up autos to give you a great example. GM and Ford are never going to be Tesla. doesn't matter if they come out with a Jaguar Musgrave, Muscat a uh, double hemi engine that runs on air, not going to beat Tesla because they have unions, unions that go back 50, 60 years where someone worked 20 years for a company. You're allowed to retire and live off the company. We're going to send you a check because you, you helped build this America. Great. And it is kind of a building America. Great thing. The whole unions. We got great skilled uh, people, whether they be police or hospitals that we need, or electricians or plumbers that I don't want to go in under my house and dig out the feces from years built up in the pipes. Ugh. So unions are important, but I tend to say I won't invest in a company that has a big union situation. And not because I don't like unions, it's because I like profits. Unions, their job is to do everything they can to look out for you. Their employee their uh, trainee or whatever you want to say. <laughs> their union employee. And, yeah, I I think it has helped America in the 1940s, the 1950s, when we had companies that were evil and they wanted to take advantage of steel workers and iron workers and copper workers and auto workers. And, uh, you know, I get it. And if we don't have good mechanics and planes start falling out of the air, (laughs) our economy is screwed. I get unions. I just don't want to invest in companies that have a big union presence because I want to invest in companies that can max out the money. I would almost venture to guess if we go back 60 years and I have not done this. So, this is just hypothetical. If you look at the companies that have had the best years, I would say the percentage are probably going to be skewed in stocks. Like, if you were to say, like, the best three year periods of the last 50 years, I would bet that, you know, the Ford and the GMs, the heavy unions, they don't necessarily show up. Boeing's got a big union, and they've got a lot of debt. And look at them right now. We're questioning if they're going to be able to survive. So, anyway. Um, That's just my investment lesson of the day. You have to look at cost structure. And again, even in your heart, you have like this feeling like, ah, yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be the play. That could work for you. Go with it. I mean, I'm I'm just – and you could teach me a thing or two. I've been taught so many freaking lessons on the show. The number of new unemployment insurance claims improved last week to a pandemic-era low but held above one million yet again. Okay, that's good news and bad news, right? Yeah. Nearly every state reported declines in their levels of unadjusted new claims. Um, so that's positive. But if you think we're back to if you think we're going to be back by the end of the year, a V-shaped recovery, oh, we started 2019 at 4% unemployment and we're going to start 2021. It ain't going to happen. This is going to be a process to dig ourselves out of. If we can get to 7% unemployment, then we'll talk about getting to 4 to 6% unemployment. But it's going to be a battle to take 7%. Now, you want to hear crazy? I've been doing this long enough that 20 plus years, I'm going to say 20 to 25 years ago, I would have been cool with 6% unemployment. That's not a number that creates a lot of inflation. And as I got older, I got a little bit more socially responsible. Like, um, that's a lot of people who are unemployed who want to work. And that's a lot of paychecks that we're sending – not paychecks, but government checks that we're sending to those people who want to work. So 6% was a number that I was like, eh, I'm, I'm good with. Now I kind of – I think somewhere between f- about five, four may still be a little bit – too. I like it, but not for long periods of time. I, I kind of like the job market to, to lose some jobs here, to gain some jobs there. I, I don't like Nirvana. <sighs> Looking at stocks today. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell ya. Um, They are stubbornly bullish. So you're getting figureheads like Jim Cramer, who I love and hate. I don't have a problem with him. I'm okay with him, all things considered. But the reason I'm bringing up uh, up here is that he's starting to, like, scream. It's going too high! Danger, danger! Visa and MasterCard may be investigated by the federal uh, government. Because of high debit fees. You know what is interesting is a congressman looked around, Dick Durbin, a uh, Democrat out of Illinois, and he said, you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of uh, transactions now with credit cards and debit cards, and we want these, these fees to come down. That's a, that's a negative for Visa and MasterCard, two companies I love. It's a little I taking action on any stocks that Rob Black loves. Gold, huge shout out to you. Shout out Gold 2K. You've been steadfast going higher um you've been around since the dark ages we got our first print of gold priced in u.s dollars above two thousand doleros yesterday woohoo um it tells you that the economy looks like drek. the dollar looks like drek, in the geopolitical environment it looks cray cray and loco in the cocoa. that's nirvana for the golds for the goldies as we like to call you the freaky deekies we like to call you saw a great post yesterday by um, a social media guy. And he goes, Twitter needs to be more evil. I love that. Because, you know, I told you that uh, TikTok's having struggles in the United States. Zuckerberg's evil. And he runs and he instantly starts to copy exactly what TikTok does and builds it in Instagram. Boom! Just like that. Took him whole, all of two weeks. Good for you, Zuck. Because Twitter, they had something called Vine. Do you remember Vine? It was basically TikTok... Uh, not that long ago, 2015, it had 200 million monthly active users. CFP Chad Burton and I talked about setting up somehow. How can we make Vine something that's this incredibly short, seven second video, six second, in fact? All Twitter had to do, Jorsey, all you had to do to get another 10 billion in market cap was say, "Oh, we're going to reinvent Vine." And instead of six seconds, we're going to let people go for 45 seconds or whatever the time limit is on TikTok. And boom, you could have had it. So Zuck's out there windsurfing on uh, electric um, surfboards. He's got white zinc on his face to the point that he looks like the Joker. He's kicking puppies. He's, you know, he's doing crazy stuff. He's evil. We all think he's evil. And I don't think he's evil. But Twitter needs to have a little bit of evil in them if, as a shareholder, I applaud Zuck. As a social shareholder, I applaud Dorsey. Are you with me or against me? Russell 2K did a little well yesterday. Why do I say that in such bad grammar? Because I said it in such bad grammar and I apologize. Russell 2K did great yesterday. Russell 2000 did awesome. And it's it's that's what people like me and Chad are looking for. We're looking for areas that have underperformed outperform. I just sold a big chunk of Apple and not a big chunk. It equals a big chunk, but it's only 5% of my app. I tell you to be honest, not to brag. And I tell you to be honest so that the sec never investigates me and says I was pumping and dumping. So I don't want to go to jail for this stinking little radio show. If you know what I'm saying. So where do I go with this? Um, Russell 2000 did well, and I have some money that I need to allocate. Cash isn't what I want. Bonds are not what I want. So maybe an S&P 500 value income fund. Something to say, well, maybe a recession comes. I want a source of funds, something that's not going to be too volatile in between now and then. So even if I say I put that chunk of change into something that goes down 3% and the market goes down 10%, I'll say that was a good deal. And then I could sell that 3% loss and go after the 10% loss. I'm not telling you that's what you should do. I'm telling you that's what my career has done to me. Anyway, square. Holy mackerel. Speaking of Jack Dorsey. Had a better than expected uh, quarter. Stellar. Stellar. 64% increase in revenue. I would say that's a COVID winner. Don't be a COVID loser. Be a COVID winner. The cash app, a key select player in Square's report saw its gross profit up 167% year over year to $281 million. That's going to turn someone like Tim Cook, um, Microsoft's leadership, Google's leadership, and they're going to say, hey, they're, they're doing that cash transaction thing pretty good. Our shares are up billions and billions and billions of dollars. Do we have to pay cash for these guys or can we just buy them with shares? square probably not going to be an independent company in 20 years 10 years maybe not even in five I'm Rob black talking all things financial money investing more find me online at newfocusfinancial.com it
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Uh, I am prepping for a speech later today. I'm going to give it to some of the clients that can focus financial. And it's going to be very, very small, but one of the things I'm going to focus on is obviously politics and obviously what's happened with COVID, and what we expect 2021 to look like and beyond. 2021 is maybe a little bit too early to put specifics on, but not necessarily. One area that's seen a lot of action recently, a lot of action, and has a lot of visibility, is real estate. Let's bring in Tony Mendez from com. You dropped me an email this week, uh, Tony. And you said something along the lines of, and Tony does the show Thursday night. So that's going to be tonight here on KDOW, six o'clock. Um, you sent me, like, you won't believe this, Rob, but I know you refinanced 18 months ago, but you could save 340 bucks a month if you refinance right now again, because rates are down to two and a quarter, two and a half percent, depending on credit, depending on income, depending on size a lot, and stuff like that. But I could actually benefit from another refi. And that blew my mind, because as a financial guy, I could put those savings of 350 bucks. I could fund my whole kid's retirement in the next 10 years with those savings. They get them, you know, from 10 to 20 and have give them $20,000 and boom, he never has to uh, contribute again. What's your thoughts, Tony?
1: Yeah. You know, I've I've been in this business for a while now and I never thought that I would keep saying that same thing, uh, you know, more than once. I remember the first time I did a rate below 5%. Then I did my first rate below 4%. And then, 3%, Three percent believe it or not on looking at the 15 year rate sheets there's actually rates below two percent that are posted there's some points to it but yeah these there are we've gone through several different phases of wow these rates are keep they keep dropping uh, you can watch the ten year uh, yield you know how it's now in line with interest rates and it's being properly represented so we're, we're taking the mortgage rates are properly being um, priced out and primed for taking advantage of right now.
2: Now, give me an example. Um, two and a quarter, two and a half percent. We're not going to go negative. Uh, banks are going to pay us to hold mortgages. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not, but uh, can never say never. But two and two quarter percent on 30 year fixed. It pays to be aggressive right now. But again, it paid to be aggressive last year to like get your refi done. Um, low-cost loans do not make a lot of sense when you can get long-term rates this this low. What do you see in 15-year? Are you see in 30-year? What do you see as far as the product, the term of these low rates, as far as more desirable?
1: Well, for the people who can take advantage of this, and that's that's the key part of this, there is a okay. haves and haves and nots part of the the interest rates because of the way that they you know we're in forbearance the CARES Act lenders are fearful of buybacks and um, investors just don't want riskier loans so if you can get it it's all about options so you just described you know the thirty year fix can be as low as two and a half percent the fifteen year can be as low as two and a quarter two and two percent even these are options for people then there's things called flex loans flex loans are where somebody says well I don't want to refinance to another thirty years or or to another twenty years I I have 18 years left. You can get 18-year loans now. So you can get a 22-year loan. So there's options for people uh, for to really customize what they want to do with their long and short-term uh, uh, objectives, uh, especially yeah. people who are getting close to retirement because uh, they might say, I want my house paid off in 21 years. Can I get a 21-year loan? So it's all about options right now.
2: I recently uh – converted a big chunk of not 5% chunk of Apple into cash. And for me, it can make sense to use some of that cash paid out a loan to get an even lower cost loan. It's a little bit of math involved. You did a really good job of showing me that example. Um, it's something like if I put $25,000 into getting the loan from like 540 down to 510, then I could qualify for that two and a quarter. If I don't, then it's more of a two and a half you do the math for a lot of people. I would say sometimes you're too verbose, but in a good way when it comes to information, not in a bad way. Um, a lot of people are working from home. Um, working from home as a lender, Tony, um, is it making your job easier to get someone alone, or is it making your job tougher? Because you're going to the office, but you're also working a lot more from home. From the lender side, how's it looking?
1: Well, there's a, there is a silver lining here. Uh, to this whole mess with uh, the way lenders are reacting, <clears throat> pardon me, to uh, in the sense that before COVID, lenders were really kind of just starting to ease into um, at-home work, okay, huh? uh, so telecommuting. Now it's they're just full board, board ready to do it. And so it's a lot easier to work from home. You could even work in a different state if you had to. And you can get a home loan when your office is in Palo Alto, for example. So lenders are really easing those types of guidelines. So it's a lot easier. Okay.
2: Sounds good. You can find Tony at com. It's com. Um, Again, I wanted to get him on air today to promote that I've never seen rates as low as two and a quarter, two and a half, and I kind of qualify for them. I may have to do a little bit of financial engineering. That's where a good uh, mortgage lender comes in. You can find Tony at com. Listen, I'm not pimping for him. I'm pimping for you. It's a good idea at this point in time to say, hey, if you have a mortgage at 4%, at least you should think about this at rates under 3%. Down low is two and a quarter, two and a half. You should think about it if you feel comfortable that you're gonna be servicing that loan for the foreseeable future. Like I said, I could save three hundred and forty, three hundred fifty dollars a month in interest payments. And I could put, you know, that, what is that? Uh five, four thousand two hundred dollars roughly a year into a retirement plan. You do that for ten years, that's forty thousand dollars, and seven more years, that's eighty thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. It's It's a little bit of financial and engineering in a smart way, but you should make sure it's appropriate for you. Consult an expert as well as an expert lender like Tony. You can find Tony at BayerLoanSource.com. I'm going to be telling some financial planners today, don't forget to remind your clients to look at this. That's why I wanted to get Tony on. You can find me at NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. Gold and silver trading higher again. I think they're the most interesting momentum plays right now as the mega cap stocks have handed the baton. I'm Rob Black. Talking to all things financial, find me at newfocusfinancial.com.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set
0: off alarm bells.